the title sponsor. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty podcast. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I'm joined by Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. Check us out on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe there. Give both of your thumbs up for all of our, our hard work over there. Uh, we live stream Marcus and I every Monday and Friday to help you win the Dynasty Championship. And we're almost there, baby. We got we're we're just chugging along here. We don't have have much time before we have to clinch those championships. Marcus, how are you feeling? I mean, I feel pretty decent. I did pretty well this week in terms of my playoff. Uh, You're know. the only person. Stop bragging. That's okay because I didn't have anybody on the Buccaneers or anything like that. So that's that's that. Um, but we're not here to talk about my my dynasty teams. We're here to talk about all of your guys' dynasty teams. And I want to start with a, a really interesting game over the weekend, the Packers and the Ravens. Um, honestly, there's not many takeaways from the Packers side. Aaron Rodgers was good. Devontae Adams had an eh day, 6 for 44 to a touchdown. It was a Marquez Fowler scantling day. I want to talk about the Ravens, Kate. Mark Andrews, huge game. Not surprising. He's been ridiculously good this year. Tyler Huntley, though, is to me the story. 28 of 40, 215 yards, two passing touchdowns, added in 73 rushing yards and two touchdowns. How do we rank Tyler Huntley going forward? Because I, I started to look at some dynasty rankings today. And it, it, this might not matter if you're in a regular, you know, just one quarterback league, but if you're in some super flex leagues, I, I think Tyler Huntley is somebody that we've got to talk about because number one, I think he's really good. Lamar Jackson has not been able to stay healthy over the last couple of years with, you know, illnesses and now an ankle injury. And I think he's good enough that a team this offseason might be like, you know what? Let's go out and trade for Tyler Huntley because anytime he plays, he's good. He beat the Bears earlier this season. He looked really good against the Packers. Am I overreacting to Tyler Huntley's performance in this one? Um, I actually don't don't think that you are. Uh, so we've seen a really nice uh, just overall sample size here from Tyler Huntley this season, averaging 71% completion rate, like mm -hmm. hasn't thrown for fewer than 200 passing yards, hasn't rushed for fewer than 40 rushing yards. Here's my counter though, Marcus. So I do think that he made himself a very good case this year. Um, and, and you yesterday in particular, he made himself a very good case uh, to, to maybe dabble uh, in the chances of getting a starting role. But watching this game, my question is, what incentives do the Ravens have to move on from Tyler Huntley? Because he seems like the perfect complementary backup to Lamar Jackson. Um, just it, it mobile. Um, it, mm -hmm. it just it seems like it's such a good fit. Would the Ravens move on from him? Because otherwise, I think um, it, it He's intriguing, but I I just can't imagine you, those a are, world it's a fair where question, right? Because 
having a backup quarterback on a rookie contract is one of the most, I mean, like a good quarterback on a rookie contract. It's one of the most valuable things that you can have. But if a team offers you a first round pick for him, you, you kind of have to do that right now. If you want to get into some absolutely crazy talk, there's no chance in the world the, the, the Ravens think, hey, let's let's deal Lamar, keep this guy on a rookie contract, and we'll just use that boatload of cap space and draft picks to rebuild the team, right? That's not going to happen. That's not no, happening. Um, there's but not enough. I'm just saying, uh, at, at least now, at least you can you could actually mention that question. It's not ridiculous. It's not going to happen, but it just shows you, like, Tyler Huntley's good. And my question really, Kate, is, on Dynasty League football right now, he's not even ranked inside the top 38 quarterbacks for Dynasty. And I, I think you're kind of kidding yourself if you if you don't think he's at least inside the top 30. Like, I let me give you an example. Sam Darnold is quarterback 31 right now in Dynasty. I'd rather have Tyler yeah, I'd Huntley. Rather, right? I'd rather take Tyler Huntley at this point. Right. Uh, at least so, there's so upside. Let's, let's, at least there's let's hope. Let's see how far we'll go. Let's see how far we'll go. So uh, Jordan Love, quarterback 30. Um, Same draft class. Yeah, I guess I'll take Tyler Huntley. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback 28. It's really tough after yesterday. Yep. It is uh, very tough. Uh, Shout out uh, Teddy Bridgewater. uh, Terrible hit. Uh, Seems like he's stable, so thank God for that. Um, But I will... Uh, since he's in stable condition, I feel okay saying that I would take Ty- Tyler Huntley. Daniel Jones at quarterback 25. I think I'd take Daniel Jones there. Okay. Um, and that that really only comes like Daniel Jones. He's he's had some wheels, uh, uh, maybe not as athletic as Tyler Huntley, but um, just given the draft capital, et cetera, I think he has a better chance of uh, – getting more chances at a starting role. So basically our conclusion is two weeks ago, we, he wasn't really on our dynasty radar. And now you can make a case for him as the top 30 quarterback, because there's a chance that he just continues to be Lamar's backup for the next two years. But I'm betting Kate that somebody's going to give him a starting chance because every time he's played, he's been good. And I think when he plays, he's going to put up big fantasy numbers like he has over the last couple of weeks. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, the athleticism um, is is really hard to beat. But also just uh, in terms of, you know, maybe if you're the Lamar Jackson manager, if the, the Baltimore Ravens don't move on from Tyler Huntley, he's probably one of the best handcuffs to to have. Like I said, just because of that, the, their complementary playing styles, it, it does seem like when, when Lamar is out, Tyler Huntley can come in and fill a very similar role and give Though you the upside is much lower 90 percent of the production right i mean in this case it was as good as the game lamar had all season right so that's true uh, pretty pretty incredible uh, all right i want to talk more about some of the best players from week 15 but before we do that kate we should tell you guys about boost mobile you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge you can switch to boost mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get a the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the Locked On Dynasty podcast episodes, yes. the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month so your family can harness all that brain power too, and the power of America's largest 5G network so you can do it all on the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become 
Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. All right, Kate, let's talk about some of the other big winners from Week 15. And where would you like to start? Would you Do you want to start in Pittsburgh or not really? Uh, you know, I don't. Um, that was <laughs> that was an ugly W, but it, the W is a W. Is a there W. You go. That's all. Sounded that's like all a I true gotta say. Right there. Uh, uh, how about I, in Jacksonville? Um, James Robinson, right back to being old James Robinson with Urban Meyer gone. Go figure. Uh, I, for <laughs> one, am absolutely shocked uh, that that he hasn't lost all of his juice. Uh, no, he had an absolutely fantastic day. I'm so happy to see him back. Uh, just touching the football um, doesn't seem like a huge ask, but hey. It uh, looks like it, there was a Jacksonville fan who was equally as excited as all of, all of us were um, when James Robinson got the touchdown. We had a fan rush the field. Uh, he was he was just as happy as all of us. Um, no, I think the the actual interesting thing, Marcus, is to to take a look here and address the number of uh, weird names that finished as top twelve wide receivers this week. Uh, we just saw a really a uh, really interesting bunch. So obviously Tyreek Hill, he leads the pack as a wide receiver one and half PPR so far this week um, ranks as the wide receiver one, but behind him, Brandon cooks, who has had a relatively disappointing showing when uh, seven catches, 102 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns from Davis mills. Then you got Gabriel Davis, Christian Kirk, Amonra St. Brown, Russell Gage, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, this was a week of the wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Uh, they all dominated. So which of these names is most surprising to you? I'm probably Amon Ross St. Brown, probably. Never been Just a fan of those that hands. Offense has been so inept over the last couple of weeks, uh, over there, you know, the entire season. So that was probably the most surprising. Um, this guy didn't finish as an R, you know, wide receiver one, but. How about a Laquan Treble call? Six for 57 again this week. Listen, if you picked up Laquan Treble uh, a couple months ago, he's been pretty pretty solid for you. I, I, we always have to make it about Laquan Treble on this show. That's all. Uh, but wait a minute. But wait, there's more. Uh, we need to talk about Duke Johnson, man. Uh, yeah, Duke buddy. Johnson, the RV1 this week. He was one of our starts this week. Uh, Marcus, we like had joint brain power, uh, and we were both inspired to start him. Let me tell you, I picked him up. Uh, there was one league where I had playoff Lenny and I was a little nervous about whether or not he was going to start. So I picked up Duke Johnson. Once we got confident that Leonard Fournette was going to play, I did not lock Duke Johnson into my oh, starting no. Um uh, I'm Duke Johnson I'm finally had that game. But um, how about even Devin Singletary, right? Uh, yeah. 22 carries, 86 rushing yards and a score. Um, wasn't like overly efficient, but still managed a top 10 performance. You had uh, Dante Foreman, um, mm-hmm. who just had like a second rebirth there in Nashville, um, just looked really dominant on the ground against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think like the names that jumped out this week were absolutely shocking, but I think this actually goes to, um, this is like a, a great dynasty lesson, Marcus, I think. We will so heavily invest in studs, so heavily invest. 
send multiple first rounders for uh, a Christian McCaffrey who will spend the season on the bench. Uh, I think this lesson that we need to remember is that it is depth that wins dynasty leagues. It is, it is yeah. not, uh, it is not how many, you know, studs you can front load your team with. It's about depth and about, um, you know, having the You're best in season roster moves, there. right? Uh, let me give you an example here. Like Jeff Wilson, uh, who we talked about at the start of the show, right? Like probably didn't have him owned at the beginning of the season because of, of an, a knee injury. And he gets a start against Atlanta, 21 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Also gets two catches for nine yards. Like he was available in almost every single league over the last couple of months. And you pick him up and he has an RB one day. That, that's what wins dynasty leagues is those kind of in-season moves like the duke johnson one you were talking about uh like jeff wilson so i i, I agree with you um should we talk about a couple other big winners from uh fr from sunday there wasn't i mean a ton of guys that really performed exceptionally well overall the scores were pretty low this week kate yeah um but i i feel like we should mention at least gabriel davis right Emmanuel Sanders out this week. So it was Gabriel Davis in that kind of full-time wide receiver two role, five catches for 85 yards and two touchdowns. Got a feeling that with Emmanuel Sanders probably not coming back next year, we'll see about the status of Cole Beasley, but Gabriel Davis is kind of becoming the, the de facto number two receiver in Buffalo, right? He is. And this is the first game that we've actually sort of seen him produce to the rate that he should um, just given the, like with an increased target volume, we saw him see a bump in targets last week with Emmanuel Sanders out, um, eight targets only had five catches, 43 yards, but he did score the touchdown. This is his third straight game. Having mm -hmm. scored a touchdown, he seems to be building chemistry with Josh Allen. And I do think that this, uh, this could be one of those opportunities to buy low on, uh, a, very young wide receiver. He is only 22 years old, 6'2", 210 pounds. He's got the build, fourth round pick, so he doesn't have that that draft capital. But um, he's young. He 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 has upside, um, especially in a Bills offense. That if they get their offensive line together, if they can get, um, if they can sort of fix uh, and patch up their run game. I think that this is going to be a very complete offense and, and Davis does have a lot of upside as that wide receiver too. And we're talking about wide receiver 68 right now on dynasty league football. So not somebody that's super valuable, but if you believe that he's going to be locked into that wide receiver two role for the next couple of years, uh, I think you can get what, this is probably the guy that could produce wide receiver three numbers fairly consistent consistently, right? Yeah, and I'd I'd feel comfortable trading a you know a 2022 third for Gabriel yeah. Davis. Um, but honestly, uh, so depending on the the depth of your league, um, go check your waivers because I have found Gabriel Davis on I agree. waivers in my dynasty leagues mid season, um, even following his his 100 yard performance against the Jets. Um, he's he's still been available uh, depending on the size of your bench. So double check your waivers. Make sure he's not out there because he could be. Um, and it, please scoop him up if you have the opportunity. I, I agree. I think it's pretty pretty clear cut right here. I don't think I have anything else to add. Uh, anybody else you want to mention for winners uh, from this from this week? 
Uh, I do want to mention uh, Russell Gage uh, came down with a uh, a bunch of like, so obviously the stat line uh, was was great. Uh, finished as a top six wide receiver, had 19 fantasy points in half PPR formats, didn't exceed 100 receiving yards, had eight catches, 91 yards and a touchdown. But like style points all the way for Russell Gage, if you caught his catches, um, they were some really impressive plays. Mm -hmm. um, is Russell Gage emerging as the wide receiver one? Uh, as long as Calvin Ridley's off the field. No, probably not. And I, I like Russell Gage, but he's just so inconsistent. And I know he had a big game this week and over the last couple of weeks, but he had a zero game against Dallas a few weeks ago, a couple of games under 50 yards, despite a lot of targets. He's it, a fine, he's a fine wide receiver three though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think especially with his situation right now. I think he's a fine wide receiver three, only 26 is going to be 26 here in a couple of weeks. So um, yeah, I think that's fine. I, I just Week don't really 16 have gets the Detroit lions. I'm probably going to be firing him up. I like it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a fine call. Uh, all right. Well, let's um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about some losers from week 15 and then we'll get into some Monday night and Tuesday night football preview Woo! four games this week uh, on Monday and Tuesday. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. It's Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with great flavor, covered in chocolate, both amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many great flavors. I don't know how you're going to choose. Uh, I like the coconut brownie chunk. There's cherry. There's double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra feel you need to bust down those small doors and battle all the holiday shoppers, or if you're just standing in lines with endless amount of shoppers, Built Bar can give you that extra something you need to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse because you never know when you're going to need it. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. We also want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated web, uh, website. You can look at their mobile website. It's absolutely fantastic. To sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. All right, Kate, let's talk about the Cowboys because they continue to win, but they continue to do it with defense and the offensive production has been just basically not there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, if you started him in this game, you're rewarded with a touchdown, but 16 carries for 52 yards. Um, the receivers, CeeDee Lamb led the receivers six for 50, zero touchdowns. Michael Gallup, three for 32, zero touchdowns. Amari Cooper, two for eight. Are you worried about all of the guys at this Cowboys offense right now? I am a little bit. Um, and I think the the issue for me lies with the fact that uh, they are still winning games, but they are able to lean on their defense. Um, like Dak Prescott, he's been uh, incredibly disappointing since his return from injury. I have to wonder, though, with his splits, before and after the bye, which is also before and after the injury, mm -hmm. if he's still not fully healthy. 
Um, did he push his return? Right. What are your thoughts there? Because we saw a, a pretty sharp decline in play. Uh, we saw um, increased turnover rate. What are your thoughts on, on Dak Prescott and his health? And is that what's impacting this Dallas Cowboys offense right now? I think that could be part of it. I also think part of it is they played three straight road games, and the quarterbacks that the defense has faced have been Taysom Hill, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, and Mike Glennon, and then a little bit of Jake Fromm in this game. So I'm not being forced to to work outside the box, right? That's exactly right. They're not forced to be aggressive at all because there's no reason to be. They're playing a ball control style of offense, letting their defense eat, and then they're just running the ball. I mean, they had 30 rushing attempts in this game. Like if this game was closer and the Giants are putting a little bit more pressure on the offense, I think you see more of the throws down the field and you see more Amari Cooper targets, but they're just not forced to do that right now. And unfortunately, Kate, I'm not sure if you're going to see that the rest of the season because they go home and they play Washington now in week 16. It's like, is that getting, is that going to be a game where the Cowboys need to open up their passing offense? It might Probably be. Not, so. It might be. Don't discount the Washington football team. Um, the, depending on, on their their health in the coming okay. week. Um, okay. Hey, the Washington football team, uh, I believe, as of last, still technically a playoff team right now. Yeah, okay. Uh, let, let's talk about another guy that I thought was a little disappointing. Now, it's Saquon Barkley. It seems like we bring him up <sighs> all the time on this show, but 15 carries for 30 yards. Did see eight targets in the passing game. Uh, caught four passes for 24 yards. The reason why he's a loser this week for me is because <laughs> there was a play in this game, Kate, where uh, Devontae Booker, or excuse me, the, the announcers are saying, well, Saquon, he's kind of a feast or famine runner. He'll he'll have a couple ones where he loses you yards, but he'll rip off a 50-yard run sooner. You know, he'll, he'll do it every single game. And as soon as they said that, boom, 31-yard run, and the announcers were so fired up. And that's why you spend the number two pick on a running back However, it was Devontae Booker that carried the ball. <laughs> they, they did not realize that it was Booker instead of instead of Barkley. Uh, Booker, by the way, in this game, eight carries, 74 yards, uh, 9.3 yards per carry compared to Barkley, seven or 3.3 yards per carry. Okay, it's just Barkley's just not the athlete that he was as a rookie. And it's pretty clear to me, and I don't think we're ever going to see that RB1 again. I still think he's incredibly overvalued as like running back three, running back four right now in Dynasty Leagues. So my question actually comes, and this is where I'm willing to take like the gamble on Saquon Barkley, because I know everybody is in a complete panic. Um, and you know what, like that has always been his MO. He's, he's uh, been grossly, grossly inefficient. And then you break off a 60 yard touchdown and that's where you make your money. Um, he's always been that player. So that that's not a shock to me. Um, he's just not breaking off those same plays, but I mean, is there any chance uh, in your mind that this comes down to um, maybe uh, less lesser conditioning? Um, like, let's think about the fact that he, uh, you know, missed the entire uh, essentially 2020 season with a torn ACL, comes back, is finally getting his bearings again, and then an ankle injury. All of these are lower body injuries. Um, is there any chance? We know he's a hard worker. But yeah. uh, he gets through this offseason and and heightens the conditioning I, a little bit. I think that's part of it. I, I do think we'll see probably a better version of Saquon next year, as long as he can kind of get through this this season injury free. I think I think he'll be okay. But still, I, I I don't know if a top five or top six dynasty running back 
it is appropriate for his ranking, right? We just haven't seen him perform like that in years, Kate. That's that's really my biggest thing. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, it's been it's right. been uh, since uh, yesteryear. Yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a minute. Um, all right. So we've got games on Monday. We got games on Tuesday. Browns Raiders at five o'clock here on Monday. Uh, we got a game, two games here on Tuesday. Rams Seahawks, uh, Washington Philadelphia. Who are some guys that you're just really excited to see during this little kind of fun Monday Tuesday stretch? All right, we've got a we've got a pretty big uh, slate of games here. It's nice. We get football every day of the week now. Apparently, um, one of the guys I'm most excited to see, and I I I think this could really go either way. Darnell Mooney um, has had an absolutely fantastic season. It got off to a really slow start um, in 2021, but he has showed out uh, in the, the second half of the season here, has been more rosterable than uh, Allen Robinson, who's available on the waiver wire in many of my leagues. But he's had three outings of 100 or more receiving yards. Um, he's getting the target share this week. He gets the the Minnesota Vikings who have been decimated in the secondary, not able to keep anything out of the air. Um, you know, last week only had one catch, 19 yards, zero touchdowns, but it was a very weird, uh, like weird, weird game against the Green Bay Packers. Um, I want to see what Darnell Mooney can do against the the Minnesota Vikings. Um, another team that I just am, am very curious or another player I'm very curious about. Uh, I, I want to see what we can get out of Devonta Smith. Um, he, he's shown many flashes as a rookie, but I mean, Marcus, are you, are you disappointed at all about uh, the, the lack of production that we've seen? Uh, Cause I think Devonta Smith, uh, he started the season hot. Now we do have Jalen Hurts, who is uh, making a comeback from a uh, an ankle injury this week. Hopefully, haven't had that fully confirmed. Uh, but Devonta Smith, he's been another uh, semi disappointing um, second half of the season. You know, he he had yeah, that's been the issue, right? They, they changed their games. offense, right? Yeah, it. it it's just this really good opportunity. Um, so if he's going to have a strong finish to the season, it's going to be against Washington, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm not that concerned because he still has, I think, eight games over 60 yards this season. The Eagles have found a lot of success by basically just taking the air out of the football and just running it like every single down. Eventually things are going to get turned around in Philadelphia. They're going to get a better quarterback, whether that's, in the draft, whether that's trading for somebody like Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or somebody like that. I, Devontae Smith is just too good of a football player. He'll figure it out. I, I'm, I'm not panicking at all because I still think it's realistic that he gets to, you know, close to a thousand yards, six or seven touchdowns. And that's pretty good for a rookie. So I, I'm, I'm fine with him. How confident are you starting him in your, your playoff semifinals then? Cause I have him in a couple of leagues and I'm a little bit nervous. It's a fair question because, man, I, how much is Philadelphia going to throw? Are they only going to throw 19 times like we've seen with Jalen Hurts before? Uh, I, I think I am okay with it considering Washington's pass defense is very leaky. They give up a lot of big plays. You just got to lower your expectations a little bit. The The big games of 120 yards and a touchdown probably aren't going to be there. Okay. 
Uh, all right, so that is it for today's show. We'll be back someday this week. I, we we got to figure out our schedule. I know Matt and Ryan will do stuff on Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Kate, you and I will record a show at some point uh, before the holiday weekend. But we just want to wish you guys all luck in your fantasy playoffs. I hope you get all the points that you need here uh, in on week 15 on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, catch us wherever you catch us on podcasts. You can download the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. You can follow the show at Lockdown Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye, y'all.